Warning! This podcast is different from other podcasts. These episodes contain dangerous choices, perilous tangents, and unwavering silliness. The choices made on this podcast may lead to success or disaster. But remember, you are responsible because you choose to listen. Good luck. Adventure, a podcast where three grown-ups try and beat a children's game. I'm Ian. I'm Chris. I'm Marty McFly. Yeah, <laughs> today we are reading uh, Choose Your Own Adventure, number 61, Beyond Escape by uh, R.A. Montgomery, Chief God Among Men. Yeah, uh, let's dive right into the picture chat, Yeah, because, oh, it's a good one. Uh, we got a child running away from an explosion. In the background, a bald Quent- balding Quentin Tarantino is just kind of crouched and watching him. Yeah. Is the child running, though, or is the child doing a split? Because I'm not really getting a sense of forward motion. Uh-huh. Right. His legs are extremely poorly drawn. It, it looks just... kind of like he's trying, to, he's trying to kick the viewer, maybe. I feel like the upper half of his leg is like twice as long as the lower half of his leg, which is uncomfortable. It's like Frank Boll, the illustrator was like, oh, man, what do legs look like? And he just, like, uh, had a G.I. Joe around, and so mm-hmm. he popped that leg forward, and then he drew exactly that. Yeah. Uh, then in the background, we have San Francisco, I guess, and it's melting. But, like, some sort of hellscape. Yeah, the Golden Gate Bridge has been melted. There's an explosion in the background. A bullet-riddled car off yeah. the side. I mean, this is adventure at its best. Now, this book is published in, I want to say like 1987. So it could be that this is just what San Francisco used to look like. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, like, I know that uh, if you watch, um, you know, any of those old uh, uh, New York movies, I think like the French Escape Connection. Escape from New York? The Warriors. Uh, sh- Escape <laughs> from LA? Yeah, yeah. The historic, yeah, this, yeah, you're right. The historically dystopian ones. Yeah. Uh, the next page does have uh, a Moglo on it. So I'm really glad to see Moglo's getting some love. Silver Wings crossover. Hell yeah. I swear to God, his uh, R.A. Montgomery's obsession with motor gliders is insane. They're in like half of these fucking books. Look at this page. The uh, uh, next to the warning page, there's a mansion, and the seal on the top of it says "Totalitarian Freedom Forever." Huh. So totalitarian. Uh huh. Freedom and forever. I think uh, one of those words doesn't belong, and uh-huh. it's either it's either totalitarian or freedom. Yeah. <laughs> Those are definitely two sides of a coin that is usually on one face or the other, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, looks sort of like a flux capacitor. Just mm. throwing it out there to sort of wrap up our Back to the Future chat. Are we doing Back to the Future references this time? Is that the theme of this episode? I don't know that I have enough in me to do Back to the Future I references. Yeah, I haven't seen Back to the Future in a while. The actor? Who? Ronald Reagan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That line from the film. Yeah. Line from the uh, film, y'all. What? What's? Uh, where's the? Where's the life raft? I just can't deal with all these Star Wars. Oh wait, that's from Star Wars. My bad. Uh, <laughs> gets from Star Wars. Yeah, no, that's what he says. Because there's so many wars going on. Warning: These pages contain many different adventures you can have in the year 2041 as you protect oh. the security of your country. I really like the 2041. How that sounds. 
think carefully before you make a move. A hostile region borders your country, and your mission may be dangerous at times. Good luck! I really, I accidentally read that as a hostile religion borders your country. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, it's called P- uh, Punch Christ. <laughs> P- Punch Christ, the angry savior. Well, this is maybe the best sentence I think we've started a book with. Okay. Uh, especially in conjunction with the picture of what is definitely a child. <laughs> Tertalia? You guys, oh, just wait for it, you guys. It's, it's a small this is a good boy. One. He's a small boy at a big desk. Look at this map. It's Tertalia, Rebellium, Dorado, and California. California. Of course. Is Rebellium an element? Yeah. Like, there are no countries that end in Eum. <laughs> Except Belgium, if you count that, I guess. Yeah, Belgium. You guys know that one. Weren't there, like, uh, Roman uh, states or something? Uh-huh. But I, Byzan- I you Byzantium. Know, probably... Byzantium. But yeah, Byzantium. Technetium. Unulatritium. Aluminium. <laughs> you are chief of operations for all activities outside the borders of Tertalia. 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 Sure. It, it sounds stupider, so we have to go with it. <laughs> yeah. Tertalia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Tertalia. Tertalia is a democratic country that was formed in the early part of the 21st century after domestic and foreign wars split up what was then called the United States. Domestic and foreign wars. Tertalia is bordered to the south and east by the hostile totalitarian state called Dorado. It's just a whole bunch of Mexican sandwiches. <laughs> and to the east by a haphazard jumble of quarrelsome states called Rebellium. Ugh. After winning a vicious war, Tertalia had tried to pacify Dorado, but the Doradans broke away soon after their defeat, and they continue to be a source of danger to Tertalia. I sure hope that's all the world building I need at the national level. Yeah. Right. Because it's great, but I'm done with it. <laughs> You're one of the true Tertalian heroes. Again, you look 14. You really do. They're not even sugarcoating it this time. You're not like pretending to be a grown up. This you is are... my favorite kind of main character, though, is the like obnoxiously competent <laughs> 10 year old. Mm-hmm. Like this is so we're on. We're the good guys, question mark. And we use child soldiers like fuck. Well, but we elevate them to the status of child soldier heroes. Child heroes, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you wear with pride the gold and silver ribbon, symbol of Tertalia's highest respect and love. Mm. Only two others have the right to the ribbon. Neither is alive. Wow. And you're where you've just pinned it onto your like Steve from Blue's Clues uh, polo shirt that, <laughs> yeah. you, that your mom washed for today. Yeah. Uh, again, for context in that picture, this boy is just wearing a polo shirt. It's not even like a, it didn't look like a uniform at all. No. Also, also, you have this nameplate that says Chief of Operations, clearly written like with a marker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, it's handwritten. Like it had an adult's name on it and then you pasted like some like yeah. paper over it and wrote Chief of Operations. You pulled it out, flipped it to the back where nothing was written and then just yeah. like magic markered your own title that you made up onto it. <laughs> uh, the year is 2041. The Duradans have been strangely quiet for the last two years. A sure sign of trouble, you think. I feel like this is a Purple Days War situation. Uh, yeah, that is lightly racist. Not long ago, you sent two of your best agents, Mimla and Matt, to check on the situation in the untamed land west of Tertalia. The land, once called California, 
has been the scene of vicious guerrilla-style fighting, and it's hard to follow what's going on there. And here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But your agents have failed to make their last three radio contacts with Operations Center in Denver. You're sitting, pondering the problem in Operations Center when there's an urgent knock at your door. A lieutenant rushes in. Haven has escaped, Commander! What? You shout, jumping to your feet. Haven is a rotten spy. Well... That's narrator information. <laughs> well, it's, it's in your thoughts. <laughs> Just think out loud. Uh, when? How? Sometime early this morning. And that's not all. Three top secret files are missing from the central computer office. Ugh, only three, though. So, and we know which ones. He must have used, like, a floppy disk or something. It, he, he couldn't fit that many files on there. He had to right. write them down on post-it notes while no one was looking. Uh, three top secret files are missing from the central computer office, and we have no idea how much microfiche he swallowed. <laughs> Before you can fully digest the, what the lieutenant has said, or the microfiche, another officer <laughs> enters the room. He hands you a piece of computer paper. Your eyes scan the printout. God, it's just paper. Yeah. In trouble. Extremely important information for you. No time. Hurry if you can. We are... I think it's from Matt and Memla, the second officer says. Because the second page ends Matt and Mimla after we are. <laughs> yeah, instead of scanning, why don't you just fucking read it? Yeah. You know, you know it's, it's difficult to get a good scan, is all I'm saying. Yeah, it's uh, 18 words. Like, you have time for this. <laughs> so do we go after Haven and the missing top secret files or find our friends? Well, finding our friends takes us to the hellscape that is modern California. And I'm more interested, I think, in seeing that. Yeah. Agreed. Because who knows where... Haven might have gone. And also, like, who gives a fuck about these files? I, we're in charge of operations. And also, yeah, can, like, can nobody else handle this? Yeah, get the file cleanup, crew. Find the, find the files. Come on. Uh, I'll handle Mimla and Matt, you say to the red-faced lieutenant. Get Captain, Ma- Captain Von Mosshicker over here right away. <laughs> She'll take care of Haven and the files. He's a fool to think he can escape. Okay, we just answered our question from a minute ago. Ah, uh, yes, Commander, the lieutenant replies. She and the other officer exit your <laughs> office. Whoops. Who's been there the whole time? <laughs> yeah, she's like, I have news. And somebody else is like, I have this paper. And they're like, which one of us is the winner? <laughs> Moments later, Captain Von Moschiker snaps you a smart salute. What is a smart salute? Waiting How smart do you have to be yeah, to learn I was that? To be like, what is... <laughs> Captain, take any people you need, you order. But get Haven in those files. I have faith in you. Remember, time is of the essence. Go to it, and good luck. Then this, like, 45-year-old war veteran who's been <laughs> in Missing the Tertullian army for, like, her entire life is taking orders from a 13-year-old who is lucky enough to miss the landmine that killed the other, like, the president <laughs> of Tertalia. Yes, Commander, we'll do our best. It'll be more <laughs> than your best. Whoa, that person is from Dorado. We yeah, got spy right. armets. We got to get him the fuck out of here. Wait a yep. second. Uh, what's, your, what's your last name, Captain Von Moschaker? Haven. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I lost my voice, too. S- surprise. I have your voice now. I'm a voice thief. <laughs> I've stolen all the voices. Yeah. <laughs> Our Doradan technology has invented voice stealing. It's like face-off, but for radio. <laughs> Uh, little known, uh, little, little attention paid to the fact that there was a voice, uh, I modulation. know, I know. Remember, <laughs> and then it starts to, like, deteriorate or something. Like, yeah, like, it, it gets bad if they get hit in the throat, but that movie is just yeah. people getting hit in the throat, so. <laughs> That's the angle they took, and not the fact that, like, your body's going to reject a face transplant. <laughs> right. 
Well, not if it was just the right face. Like if you had the same like face type, because some faces are like universal face donors. Mm-hmm. Right. And some some are some are universal receivers, and so like you got to get like the AB negative face. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the captain leaves, your lieutenant enters. Have we got a fix yet on where that message from Matt and Mimla came from? You demand. Yes, Commander. One hundred miles east of San Francisco. Okay, get the new motor glider ready. Yes! I'm going Thank after Christ. them, you say, as the music crests behind you. You grab a handful of sleegees from the tube on your desk, <laughs> and you're ready to go. You, you pull a condom over your head. It's time for action. Cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. <laughs> Cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. I can't hear you through that thing. Uh. <laughs> you blow it up with your nose so that it like inflates i'm a magnum man that's you you pull it over your head right that's the use of these things uh, i'm 13 lieutenant <laughs> yeah. this one has spermicide i can't see <laughs> uh, i've been blinded by the poisons the spermicide is rejecting my face transplant <laughs> <laughs> i've been having this whole time end of book end of book <laughs> Shit! That's the yeah. uh, any ending is gonna be worse than that. Yeah, it's gonna be worse than a, a, a guy pulling a condom over his head and then his face falling off. <laughs> he it doesn't fall off until he goes to take the condom off and the whole face just slides into it. Oh yeah, he can't ever yep. take the condom off. No. That's the curse now. Yeah, <laughs> people call him Captain Condom. Condom Head. face. Yeah. yeah, he's a tick villain. Condom air. Oh, uh, there you go. Com- there you com- go. Common commandant condom daunt. Commandant Condom? I don't know. There's oh, something there. Uh, next to Tertallium is the new land of Condominium. Ha ha! Ha Okay, let me just get this last sentence out, then we can go to a new page. Fuck yeah. that. By yourself, Condomander? Uh, <laughs> turn to page 15. <laughs> That's it! That's it! <laughs> Years of training have paid off so that Chris can come up with puns like Condomander. He can come up with them Condomand. <laughs> oh man uh, that's that that's that university education paying for itself mm-hmm. yeah do you guys ever wonder how successful you'd be if there wasn't any part of your brain that was always trying to do puns yeah because it's like brain it's power cooking. for something else yeah it's cooking you know it's it's definitely working it's just not working in the direction i want it to mm-hmm. yeah yes you answer i know the president and the peace coordinator have ordered me to give up solo missions <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Because I'm tin, and it's yeah. fucking stupid. <laughs> because, because every gun I pick up is too heavy for my small arms. <laughs> and also, I have a poor sense of direction. It goes against all the child labor laws and child soldier laws and right. really right. all the laws. <laughs> they've, they've said, literally, I can't do it. It's a war crime if I do it. <laughs> but I have to do it. Sometimes you, you just wa- have to do a war crime. <laughs> can't you waiting, huh? I can't read a watch. I'm 10 years old. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, sorry for being so rude. I just I have no functional social skills. I'm ten. I I should be in the fifth grade. But this is different. It's the kind of mission I can do better on my own. And the information our agents have uncovered may be vital to us. The president can reprimand me when I get back. Uh, if you get back, the lieutenant replies to a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough of that kind of talk. I'd better get going. It's been a long time since you've gone on a solo mission or had a juice box. You're a child. Yeah. You put one of those candy cigarettes in your mouth and try to look tough. <laughs> you check your pack. It's all Capri Suns. You try to remember the last time you took a pee-pee. <laughs> I 
As you stow the kit bag in the sleek new three-person motor glider, you feel a thrill of excitement. It's good to be back in action, you think. <laughs> I love this. It's just 100% like an action hero. And then I guess they just never told the artist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, got, that's the only thing that's really throwing me is, is how we look. I think yeah. it's just like, yeah, they, they were like, oh, yeah, it's, it's uh, art for a children's book. Here's like the high points of the story. And the artist was like, OK, children's book. Sure. Yeah, they're like, they said, like, he looks like Chuck Norris. And then the artist is like, wow, uh, I don't know who Chuck Norris is, uh, but I saw that movie Sidekick. I know he's one of the two. Do you think he's the kid? He might be the kid. <laughs> I bet he's the kid. Uh, Fifteen minutes later, you clear ground control and climb out into the blue Tartalian skies. The plane responds well to the controls, and you gain altitude rapidly. God, Ray Montgomery has such a boner for Bogolos. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's the most evocative writing in any of his books. Is <laughs> yeah, how, for sure. How plane and motor gliders take off. <laughs> Soon you're heading for the northern part of what used to be California. Your Wait, airspeed... California? Wait, what is it? Chris, I don't know what... California. That actually just kind of sounds like California. Why, why does it keep saying what used to be California when the map on page one clearly indicates it's called California still? Well, because if you show us once, we're going to forget, you know, but if you tell us literally every time, uh, we're going to remember. We're going to remember a different conflicting fact. Yeah. Your airspeed is 120 knots. The wind is from the northwest at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Wait, slow down, slow down, slow down. I'm doing calculations. You calculate an ETA at eight hours from now. Eight hours from now. Yeah, got it. Okay. Guys, does everyone remember, don't land into a headwind. Crosswind. Crosswind. Yeah, don't fucking land into a crosswind. Also, don't fly any of those planes. Remember how they both just kind of broke for no reason? Yeah, both. there was a lot of crashes in that one. Yeah. We got to ride that Jeep, though. Even though you're chasing the retreating sun, you lose. Wow. Night. Th- what? Yeah, that is, that is the most poetic. Were you seven expecting words. to catch the sun? Yeah. <laughs> Only on the distant horizon is there an aura of yellow and crimson. This then is so fucking beautiful. That too is gone. And clouds play games with the stars. He loves flying. He fucking yeah, loves flying. <laughs> clouds play games with the stars. It's so good. Below you stretch miles of darkened land. Occasionally, flickering lights appear, probably fires at campsites. Well, let's hope so. The, alter- the alternative is anti-aircraft cannon, and you don't know how to fly this plane very good. Fires of people. Arson. Yeah. But you're not sure whether the fires are from rebel bases, Duradan army outposts, or the camps of hunters or sheep herders. Because you don't know where the fuck you are because you're right. bad at flying. The, the world has collapsed, and there's no power anymore, so yeah. good luck. You know it's nobody's electric lights. Finally, you're over the area where Matt and Mimla's last message was broadcast from. To the west, you see the blinking lights of yet another campsite. Beyond is San Francisco. In what remains of San Francisco, there's an underground <laughs> network that was established several years before. Beyond they- is what, was, what remains of San Francisco. In what remains of San Francisco, <laughs> which is part of what remains of California, or what used to be California. Wait, what rem- hang on. What In remains what of what used, used to be California? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someone from the underground can help you in your search for Matt and Mimla. So uh, hmm. we're going to tr- contact the underground or just apparently root around some campfires to f- <laughs> hope that finds our agents. Uh, I'm more interested in this underground. I want to know everything yeah. about the underground California. I, wa- I want to see yeah. uh, Neo San Francisco. Yeah, I, I do want. Yeah, we're we're getting right to the cover page picture, which mm-hmm. I'm very proud of. We're, we've done it. We've Following done the it. adventure, at your present airspeed, you'll reach San Francisco in an hour. An hour. Yeah, I was doing those. Hang on, I was doing those calculations. <laughs> Be an hour. About an okay, hour. If, if I if I leave Boston 
at yeah, yeah. 6 a.m. at an uh, airspeed of 127 knots. 127 knots, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tailwind? Do we have a tailwind? Pilot wings? We have Tertullian Intelligence, uh, which gave us the name of a man there who may be able to help you trace the actions and movements of Matt and Mimla. Oh, okay. That's a good segue right back into the book. I know, right? He might even guide you to the area where Matt and Mimla transmitted that last message. There is a slight headwind, but... Oh, oh. shit. Oh, no, not a headwind. As long as it's not a crosswind. Yeah. But the flying is easy. Reports in Tertalia have indicated that San Francisco and its surrounding areas are divided into three hostile segments. All right. Oh, my God. Let's get Blade Runner. <laughs> Shadowrun. A gang of criminals called the Corporation. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, sticking it to the man, R.A. Capital C. Yeah. Uh, maintains control of the central part of the city from the docks to the top of Telegraph Hill and out to the Golden Gate Bridge. All right. Or what was once the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, my God. What was once the Golden Gate Bridge in the ruins of San Francisco in what used to be California. (laughs) It's controlled by what remains of the corporation. (laughs) Yes. It's just just all those Silicon Valley fuckheads, like, trying to run, you know, uh, grifts. (laughs) Yeah. It's Juicero. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. The corporation is a mixture of military people, gamblers, and drug dealers, and is headed by the president of a famous high-tech company you called it. Wow. Mark, Mark, Marcus of Zuckerberg's. <laughs> uh, he has turned his creative genius to the organization of political power over a once populous and successful city. This is fucking amazing. Guys, this is the best setup to a Fallout New Vegas mod. Like, this is the coolest. Yeah. I want EPM to make an appearance just so that it's all part of the same universe and we can tie that in with our fan fiction. Well, no, you guys, anywhere, anywhere there is darkness, there is the evil power master. This man is just one of his many uh, forms. The other two groups in and around San Francisco are resistance groups fighting the corporation. One group is called the Rebels. The other group changes its name about as often as the weather changes. Which is never, because we've blotted out the sun. <laughs> <laughs> we, thought it w- we thought it would slow down the machines, but then they started using our human bodies as batteries. Mm-hmm. Your contact is a member of the Rebels, which is convenient. I am really disappointed. I was so excited about the corporation, uh, and I was really excited to learn about these other two factions are and have this really sweet faction warfare and they just just didn't with the other two factions yeah right it's just like good guys and bad guys yeah well we'll get on the ground we'll talk to the rebel guy you know maybe there's some common ground it'd probably be better to attack the corporation with with you know a united front and then we Fuck can go that. in and let's attack the rebels they're divided they don't know which way is up now's the time to hit them look we're the century's greatest soldier okay we don't need <laughs> anyone yeah we're big boss Well, well, a little boss, right? But (laughs) (laughs) the airport for which you're heading is in a disputed area. Since your plane can also land in a small field, you decide against trying the airport and instead look for the playing fields on the Berkeley campus, which you know about. On the hellscape that was once the Berkeley campus. (laughs) In the ruins of what was formerly San Francisco in the shadow of the ruins of the Golden Gate Bridge in what was was known as California. In the remnants of the Booze Your Own Adventure podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Look at us coming out of this plane like we're just doing the morning fucking commute. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, what's in that bag? Is that our supplies? That's the Sleegees. Yeah, it's the Sleegees and Magnums. It's sl- Slim Jims, uh, Magnums, and uh, Condies, Capri Suns. Yeah. You don't think there's going to be like a surprisingly uh, oversized handgun that he pulls out at some point to threaten? I mean, all handguns are made for bigger hands than ours. So <laughs> definitely are. Surely the illustrator would have just been like, wait a second. A handgun in the bag? What age is this guy supposed to... Ah, fuck it. I already drew 16 of these fucking things. I'm not going back. Yeah. And he'll be goddamned if he draws two 
proportional legs in the same frame. <laughs> hey, we're, we're yet to see him. The plane comes to a stop at the midpoint of the field. No one is about. You climb out of the cockpit, grab your kit bag, and head out to find the man named Jeremy, your rebel contact. <laughs> oh my God. Does Jeremy know you're coming or are you just going to like sort well, of... You didn't even use the radio. If I did this, I would not know how to leave this football stadium, I think. I would be trapped in here. I'd probably try to rappel down a wall. I'd fall off. You end up in one of the locker rooms. Yeah, like I just keep going down and down and down. <laughs> it's just, oh, fuck. I, I, it, it says the exit's this way, but then uh, this one's Guys. shut too. Next thing you know, you're a 49er. Physically, the part of Berkeley near the university seems pretty much unchanged. From the last time you were there. <laughs> you have a year-old map of the area provided by Tertullian Intelligence. A map that was written when you were nine years old. <laughs> by you. <laughs> In the morning, you should be able to locate Jeremy at a restaurant called the Hungry Pelican, where he works. That's cute. Yeah. Well, you know, you can't pick your spies, I guess. You know, that's a lot less hellscapey than I was expecting. Yeah, there's a place called the Hungry Pelican. Yeah, it's a cute name. Now, you get there, and it is a bombed-out trailer that serves human meat, but... Mm -hmm. It's a it's a franchise, you know. It's it's a uh, it's in the corpse that's been carved out of a giant pelican that they murdered with anti aircraft guns and built a restaurant inside. A, a, a byproduct of the weapons of war is uh, mutated seabirds, and uh, the pelican is big enough to put a restaurant in. Mm -hmm. And it makes concrete in their beaks. <laughs> they don't have metal gears; they just have giant, uh, hellish like thing birds that do nuclear shits. Yeah. You decide to spend the hours until daylight in one of the abandoned houses, again, as a child. <laughs> Once inside, you sit down and pull out your map. Before you even open it, the strain of your long flight overcomes you. Your eyes close. It's nappy time. Eh, that shouldn't be passive voice. You actively definitely close your eyes. Because <laughs> you're a bad military boy. When you wake up, it's morning, and the fog across the bay is beginning to lift. It's a beautiful day, but you feel lonely and sad as you walk along <laughs> the empty, quiet streets. Why? Yeah, doubting your decision to leave everything you knew behind. Ah, oh, the president was right. I should have bought a buddy. <laughs> you know, I knew I could do this mission better on my own, but I don't have anybody to tell knock-knock jokes with. I miss my teddy bear. <laughs> you locate the Hungry Pelican. It's open for breakfast, and 12 or 15 people are huddled over a counter. When you enter, the babble of voices ceases immediately. Slowly, faces turn to look at you. Do we take a seat at the counter or back out and wait for a better time? <laughs> what the fuck? Option three, look all of them dead in the eyes and say, what the fuck are you looking at? And reach into your bag slowly. I mean, yeah, like we, it's, we are, we, we've got these huge fucking nuts. Uh, yeah. Might as well use them. We can't back out. We're set. Listen, if nothing else, we're not lonely anymore. <laughs> uh, page, page 53, we're going, we're going to engage the, this tough looking group of men. <laughs> got it. Uh... <laughs> this artwork This artwork is extremely good Just like casually lean against the counter Yeah It's a, a room full of grown ass men And then a child casually In a polo shirt <laughs> Looking look at eyes downcast Hey hey, I'll have a whiskey Neat Yeah. Uh, hey uh, I'm 15 Definitely <laughs> 15 And uh, I beat You guys You guys ever played Conker's Bad Fur Day <laughs> That's got that one's got swears. I, I, this is why the president want me to go alone. I need another child to stand on my shoulders <laughs> yeah. so we can pretend to be an adult. The president's like, think of the trench coat gag. You can't do it by yourself. I wear boxer shorts. We're all boxer short people here, right? Hey, who else <laughs> be standing up uh, like me? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
God, I just love when you stand up to pee and just put one of your legs on one side of the toilet and the other one on the other side of the toilet and you straddle that thing and then, you know, crouch down to stand up to pee <laughs> like we all do. Uh, I, I like to I like to perch on the tank like a gargoyle. Kid, what are you doing? You, don't, you we, we believe you. You didn't have to go into this much detail. Now we don't believe you. No, I'm doing it now. Watch, I'm doing it on the counter. No, going you're, you're going to pee on like yourself. A... Buddy, you're going to pee in the back of the toilet. Is that something a spy would do? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. He's blending in so well. <laughs> it's true anarchy reigns. This little kid just hauls off and pisses himself at a breakfast restaurant. <laughs> you move toward the counter. Coffee, please. I think because the artwork is very serious and the idea of someone doing spy work might just be like kicking open the door, marching to the toilet and just being themselves. Uh. Wait, did you say march to the toilet and just pee themselves? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'll fucking do it. He forgets to pull his pants down. He was so focused on maintaining eye contact the whole time. He forgot to lower his pants. He's, he's like, I guess I should go now. And he squeaks away as he walks. Uh. <laughs> Anchor crowd comes to get him, decides not he to just, touch him. He just squishes into a seat next to somebody. <laughs> Everyone gives him a wide berth. I'm not going to grab this kid without gloves on. Don't you bring any gloves. We're not going to fucking grab this piss kid without gloves on. I'll take a coffee. I just uh, emptied the tank, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. I think I got it. All right. <laughs> sentence <good>. two. <laughs> uh, you move towards the counter. Coffee, please. Uh, no coffee. What do you think we are? A civilized nation, bud? It's herb tea. Like it a lump it. That's all we've got. That's all we've had for seven long years. Fine. That, that'll do just fine. You wouldn't happen to have a copy of the New York Times around, would you? It's your code, and if the waiter is Jeremy, he'll recognize it. Why don't you just look at his name tag? Yeah. Yeah. Come with me, he replies, and heads for the back part of the restaurant. Okay, so you know the code. Now what do you want? Who are you? Jeremy asks. I'm a Tertillion. I want my information on Matt and Mimla, my agents. Are they safe? Where are they? You ask a lot of questions for a stranger. If we help you, what do we get? Will Tertillia join us against the corporation? We're desperate now. <laughs> if you pledge to work against the corporation, turn to page 61. If you bargain and avoid pledging direct aid, turn to page 81. Hmm. This is actually a good one. Now, see, if Chris was on the receiving end of this choice, he would do the second one in a heartbeat, right? Because, like, Chris's middle name is Hedge My Bets. Yeah, Chris, <laughs> Chris hates adventure. He hates adventure. He loves uh, always having a safe option to Well, look, we to. can't, uh, we just, we, you know, we can't, we can't commit. The president will chew us out if we go on an adventure by ourselves and come back. And also now, Tertalia is involved in a war. I'd like to see him try. <laughs> I bet when we enter the room, the president cowers behind his desk. Here's what I think happens. Anytime we come back with demands, the president just goes to the person that we made the agreement with and was like, y'all, he's a fucking kid. What, what, what were you thinking? <laughs> why, why, why would you believe that any of my power would be connected to this 10-year-old child? But, but he had the, the ribbon, which, as I say it now out loud, <laughs> sounded, that's, doesn't sound real at all. It's so perfect, right? Because it it's, it's like plausible uh, deniability. Like, they'll agree to 100%. anything. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't have to do it because you can't enforce that contract. 
if he dies, of course he dies. He was a kid. If he makes a bargain with somebody that they can't enforce, like, of course he did. He's a fucking kid. If he orders coffee at a restaurant uh, and he was just going to put 10 sugars in it and blow his cover anyways, <laughs> of course he did. He's a fucking kid. I think we got to pledge to work against the corporation. We got to chase that adventure. Yeah, sure. Let's get, let's do a war. Why not? Yeah, yeah we're down for that. Yes, we'll give you direct help. People, equipment, supplies. First, though, what about Matt and Mimla? Where are they? Jeremy looks at you. He's not a friendly type, you think, despite his Snagglepuss accent. <laughs> <laughs> if you came from Tatalia, then you flew over the area where they had a camp. Damn it. We should have just landed at, at all of those campfires. <laughs> I know, right? We should have just flown our plane real low through them all. I've <laughs> just been, like, shouting, like, Matt! Mimla! Big things could be up. Durans are all over the place. It looks like the buildup for an attack on the Tatalian Western border. How far from here? You ask. Maybe, I don't know, 80, 100 miles. It's quicker to fly, but there's a road. We have some motorcycles. They're old, but they'll do. Motorcycle. Yeah. We would want to ride a motorcycle. Mm hmm. Do you think we will be, like, in front, cradled in Jeremy's lap, or behind him, clutching to his, like, belt loops? Yeah, I'll bet we'll fit in a backpack. Motorcycles f sound fine to me, you say. Let's get going. Motorcycles sound fun to me, you say, betraying your age. <laughs> Ooh, motorcycles. Vroom, 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 you say. <laughs> motorcycles. You mean, like, the fast bicycles? I've seen those on television, you say. Uh, I guess you could say I know how to drive one of these things. I ride a big wheel. And I've played, I've played Road Rash 64. Oh, I love Road Rash. It's a good game. Yeah, dude. It's How do you have that many pool cues? People I know who own pool cues own like four pool cues. You don't have enough to just keep wielding them. Take it easy. We'll get there, says a man who's been standing in the doorway watching. <laughs> it takes time to arrange things. Be cool, man. Be cool. Several cups of herb tea later. <laughs> You've pissed yourself again. You think that's a Purple Days War thing or is he actually drinking herb tea? He's drinking herbs tea. What was once herb now makes tea. <laughs> yeah. What was once herb and is now a rotting pile of flesh. <laughs> Three old Harley Davidson bikes appear. Their God. riders are dressed in the leather jackets of the Hells Angels, so a motorcycle good. club. It's so much. It's all the things. <laughs> the men are bearded and tough looking. One of, of the bikes has a sidecar, a little one wheeled <laughs> passenger car attached to the side. You hope that it isn't for you, but it is. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, were they going to give you your own motorcycle? Yeah, come on, kid, Jesus. Let's split, says one biker. He hands you a pair of goggles and a helmet. And a Game Boy. <laughs> this is very good art. This, this, this is very good art. Yeah, this is tremendous art. It's just two very mean-looking dudes on motorcycles, and then one of them has a sidecar. That looks like a wacky racist sidecar with. Yeah, we look like Bob. We look like uh, Bobby Hill. Yeah, <laughs> and also like the wind is whipping our hair back so hard that like our arms are growing and they're like yeah. lengthy stretch Armstrong arms now. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, flesh Armstrong. <laughs> Dick Rambone. We we don't look as confident as we have looked in pre pre up to this point. Well, all, it's all this. Uh, it's all the vibration of the road. We're about to fucking piss ourselves <laughs> for the fourth time today. Uh, as you bounce along, you're sorry you chose the motorcycles over the plane. The end. <laughs> uh, the highways and roads haven't been cared for in years, and there are massive potholes and weeds. The old Harley belches smoke and keeps going. Three hours later, you cross a high pass and begin to descend into a long valley of rolling, forested hills. The goggles the bikers gave you are covered with dirt, and you have to keep wiping them in order to see. 
the exhaust fumes are making you sick to your stomach. This is uh, R.A. Montgomery's super hard takedown of motorcycles. And like he's he there's going to be a line in here somewhere where he's like, uh, you know, for the same amount of money as a as a high end motorcycle, you could have just bought yourself a motor glider. <laughs> you we're, we're definitely going to get punished for ever choosing the non motor glider option. Right? I, I yeah. know. Right. Yeah. Over the next hill, you come to an armed rebel camp. The rebels welcome the bikers who have brought messages from people in Berkeley and a few needed supplies. I hope you but, took your badge off. I hope you took your sweet, cool ribbon off, guy. I'm a war hero. Uh, you look like a child. <laughs> but Mimla and Matt are not there. Where are they? You demand. Where's Rachel? <laughs> Pray to me. <laughs> They're up at the other camp with a man named Sellers. One of the men answers. Uh-oh. Peter Sellers. No, I see his name isn't Sellers. He it says a man a... named Sellers. No, I think his yeah, name is Sellers. No, but he is a seller of people. You might as well give up on your friends for dead, says another rebel. That's not an expression. <laughs> give up on your friends for dead. Sellers pushes the limits all the time. That is a saying. People <laughs> say that all the time. <laughs> what yeah. does that mean? Well, it means Sellers is probably super turbo radical and can't be stopped not for nothing, not for police, not for war heroes. He pushes it to the limit. One step from the razor's edge. The next line of that song. Uh, in fact, we'll take you part of the way. You can join the patrol. It's heading out shortly. I like how no one in this book takes anything seriously except for us. Like yeah. everyone's super fucking casual about yeah. whatever the fuck is going on. Hey, can I join you on your little war band? Yeah, whatever. How much food could a kid eat? Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> you're escorted by a party of four armed people, three women and one man. I'm imagining uh, four armed people, so like Goro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, Shiva, also from Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. And Kitara? Kintaro? Noob Cybot! Yeah, he's a robot. Yeah. I thought he was a shadow. Yeah, he's a shadow robot. Two days later, you're stopped by a rebel guard. He leads you to Sellers inside the camp, which is under heavy attack by Duradans and Corporation troops. So where are they? You ask Sellers. Uh, what's a cool voice for this guy? Uh, I, I mean, I was going to say the voice we're doing. Like, that's right? the coolest voice. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> where are who? It's going to be narr it's narratively displeasing. Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to work. Uh, British. British, uh, Brit like Sydney Greenstreet, like a menacing villain. Where are you? <laughs> oh, that's not it, but yeah, here we go. We gotta be able Matt. to send a words, Chris. Yeah. Are you doing like ba Badger character from uh, Firefly or like uh, uh, Mary Poppins? Where are who? That's, I don't know, it's just <laughs> vaguely, I don't think that's an accent. That's just, hey, no, keep words. it going. Keep that one going. Okay, see, here we go. see what you can do with some more you words. You know what you could do is like instead of actually making up an accent, just like stick your hand in your mouth and read all the words that way. Whoa! Oh God, I'm sorry. That, I, I feel that. like that was worse, actually. It's a bad one. Uh, you gotta wash your hands. You gotta wash your hands. <laughs> no, that's how you get strong in New York. Never wash I, your hands. I think that's how come. Like I'm not. I'm having tummy troubles. Actually, it's a, it's a non-zero possibility. Cause you don't suck your hands enough. Yeah. Matt and Mimla, you say impatiently. Sellers shrugs. I was told they were here. You were told wrong, and I suggest you get out of here. The fighting's heavy. You'd be better off on your own. I'm staying, Sellers, you say. Fine, but remember, it's your neck, he replies. Wow, so we promised material aid to whichever group this is. <laughs> yeah, that's what you meant when you said that uh, Tertalia would help the, 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 the rebels. You were like, oh yeah, I'll kill people for you. Yeah. 
<clears throat> the fighting is intense, and as it turns out, it was a lot of other people's necks that you snap. <laughs> and you're too busy defending your life to search for Matt and Mimla. I can't see who we're fighting, you say to Sellers. It's always like that, he replies. Ambushes, hit and run. Actually, we use the same tactics. All the same, it just means killing people. This is so what? fucking dark. I know. Yeah, it's turned real quick. Shortly after, the firing begins again. It seems impossible that anyone will survive the awful violence. Suddenly, you're out of ammunition. Oh no, the worst thing that can happen. No, it's cool. You can just run up behind people and snap their necks all day. Yeah, CQC. Yeah. Uh. Sellers, <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Have you got any more clips? Nope. Plenty of magazines, though. Just kidding. We're all out of bullets. <laughs> no, no one has any more. We don't even use bullets. Uh, both times I've been to a shooting range with my friend, I have used the word clip or magazine wrong. And Jesus Christ, the amount of fucking smug bullshit that, like, everybody around is just like, uh, actually, because of the spring, it's the other one, fuck it. You know, if uh, you just call it a bullet holdy thing. <laughs> you know, if I just shot it. Like every time, and then they're assholes for being more specific. <laughs> Can I get one of them bullet blocks? Yeah. Give me a bullet bag. Uh, no, I mean, like a hard bag, a hard bullet bag. <laughs> uh, uh, a, ca a case, like a, like a box. Give me that bullet box. Toss me that bullet mouth. It's like a Pez dispenser for, for, for little death pellets. You know what? I'm just going to huck it down the range to see how hard I can throw it. I'll bet I, can, I bet I can get it through that paper. Give me a murder puck. <laughs> I need a, you know what they look like, surprisingly, is harmonicas. I can see that. Yeah. Give me an angry harmonica. <laughs> that's a sex thing, Chris. That's definitely, that's a sex thing and it's gross. And you should wash your hands if you live in fucking New York before an angry harmonica. Give me an angry harmonica. Jesus Christ, kid. You don't know what that fucking means, do you? I, I know exactly what it means. I'm an adult. Can't you see the piss in my shoes? <laughs> they don't have IDs in the future. They're just piss shoes. Soon, all of the rebels are out of ammunition. The attackers sense what has happened. All at once? Uh -huh. Yeah, poor planning. They each had the exact same amount, number of bullets, and they were each told to shoot them the same number of times. <laughs> the attackers sense what has happened, but they're cautious. They hold their position, suspecting the rebels might be bluffing. That would be a good idea. You probably should have been doing that, right? <laughs> yeah. Finally, they contact you through a loudspeaker. Are you bluffing? <laughs> so you have to tell us the truth. Ah, uh, throw down your friggin' arms! There's no alternative, I repeat. Stand down and throw down your weapons! Sellers nods and shrugs his shoulders. <laughs> he pushes it to the limit, all right? Yeah, he, uh, boy, there he is. Look at his limit. His limit was bullets. <laughs> a squad of Duraden troops moves forward cautiously. You, Sellers, and the others who are still alive lay down your weapons. At least they have a fucking uniform. These uniforms they have, though, they're camo pants, but not mm -hmm. camo tops. And it <laughs> yeah, just looks just khaki tops and... Yeah, like especially with like it not being colored, like it looks a lot like they're just wearing like leopard print pants in their military yeah. garb. Also, they're all just kind of like posing randomly, like some of them doing mm -hmm. the Captain Morgan. They're not all looking the same way. Well, the uh, the illustrator refused to draw somebody pointing a gun directly at a child. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a fair. that's a good idea. The guy on the far right has to pee, as we can tell from his knock kneed stance. Yeah, our character in his uh, very wide A pose is peeing now. You wonder if Matt and Mimla met a similar fate. You may even join them soon. Then it will be up to you to plan an escape. Do 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 do. The end. Thank you. <laughs> That's really good. Well, fuck. So we didn't make that many choices. I think we made a lot of choices. 
I think error number one was uh, not getting in the um, the Moglo when we had the opportunity. Yeah, you're right. Mm, you're right. I bet that. Let's Moglo. Yeah. We do it? We're uh, going back? Rule one, always chase the adventure. Rule two, always. Always chase it in a Moglo. Always, always, always Moglo. Mo- always be Mogloing. <laughs> I'll fly, you say. Get me someone who knows the area. Moments later, a woman of about 50 enters the back room. She's quite thin, but lines around her face make you think that she was fat at one time. You're a mean (laughs) child. (laughs) Well, lady, you're old, and also I think you used to be fat. (laughs) But I'm glad you know the area. It kept you starving, huh? Yeah, you probably know know the area around all of the fast food restaurants. (laughs) Yeah, you really know the buffet super well. If you have to plan a a, a salt there, I'll, I'll, I'll contact you. We're going, to the, we're going to the desert in a motor glider. We can't bring as much food as you want to bring. We're going to assault the desert. Huh, get it. The dessert. Assault, right, and dessert. Huh, yeah. Fun. Fun food puns. Uh, did this lady volunteer because desert and dessert sound the same? <laughs> I need to know right now. The woman stares at you. Her suspicion and hostility are obvious from the looks she gives you. You've been doing mean food puns for seven <laughs> minutes at this point. Yeah. She hasn't responded. <laughs> You, you sense that no one here feels anyone can be trusted. Well, she just stands there and takes it. <clears throat> this fucking 10-year-old. <laughs> Covered in piss. He's just like elbowing somebody in the ribs with everyone he makes. And like, everyone's just like staying there in silence, like afraid to say anything. Because you're the yeah. greatest soldier of the century. So you, uh, you want to know where those two are, is that it? She asks rather nastily. That's right. Will you show me on this map? You reply, pushing one of your flight maps to her. Raising your shirt up and showing her your chest. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine this is California. <laughs> what used to be California. <laughs> she takes it and scans it with intensity. Does no one read? I think scanning with intensity is the same as reading. Scanning is not reading. Uh, there, that's where they're supposed to be. Cocky, those two. That's what they were. So sure of themselves. That's a good way to get killed, you know. If you ask me, you're wasting your time. They've been food for the buzzards for days now, I'd say. The woman turns and leaves. The first sentence of that was useful information. Yeah. Some, some mean joke about buzzards eating more food than she does. Luckily, you tuned out and only uh, thought she was burping <laughs> for the last three minutes. <laughs> the area she pointed to on the map is right where you spotted the campfires. Uh, we should have just landed on those campfires, yeah, you guys. Right. The problem remains, which camps are friendly? Jeremy returns. And has a pretty similar voice to this lady, but whatever. <laughs> Wasn't he the Snagglepuss voice? Yeah, he was Snagglepuss. Uh, got what you want, have you? Well, better leave then. You attract too much attention. Don't worry. Oh, don't forget. We need help. <laughs> don't worry. We need help. <laughs> and you, and you fucking promised this to it. Just it to us. Don't, don't, don't fuck me here, kid. Yeah, I need I know where you, that I, I know where you help. live. I'll, I'll crawl my way across the desert just to choke the life out of your small voice. You can fucking try. <laughs> Later that morning, you're safely airborne and heading east when you pick up a radio signal. You fiddle with your radio dial until the signal clears. Two licorice pizzas to go. Repeat. Two licorice pizzas to go. Matt and Memless code call. You respond to the six-digit identifying number. We hear you. Pizza is ready for takeout, comes the response, followed by the coded coordinates of Matt and Memless position. Eagerly, you fly to their campsite. The information Matt and Memless have collected will no doubt help foil a Duraden attack. The end. Okay, that's the best possible ending for this branch. This must just be one that's not like super interesting. Interesting. It's a lot of world exploration, but I, I think uh, if we had chased Haven, we're seeing a lot of good images of Haven. 
Yeah, yeah. This is good though. I mean, it's as fully realized as it should be. I think otherwise you're you're building too long of a book. Agreed. So new best book? Maybe. Like, what's it competing with? The Dungeons and Dragons books. Yes, Evil Power Master. Evil Power, Evil Power Master. Yeah, I think EPM was pretty good. There was another one that was pretty good, right? I remember at the time thinking House of Danger was pretty great, but like this one seems a lot more focused. Yeah, House of Danger has a ton of options, but they're all pretty shallow. This one seems to have two options that are each like half of the book. Mm -hmm. This is a really good one. That about does it for the podcast, the formerly known as Booze Your Own Adventure in uh, the what what was once the proud uh, city of Atlanta and the ruins of the former southeastern United States, uh, which is now called Limp Biscuitopia. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All hail our president and prime minister, Fred Durst, first lady, West Borland. I can't believe we let Florida win. Yeah. Well, that's democracy for you. And they got a lot of people. Well, they that love they, they were so good at the air raids. <laughs> Keep, uh, and also Roland, uh, which is the same song. <sighs> this has been Booze Your Own Adventure. I'm Ian. I'm Chris. I'm actually Mark. Yeah. Surprise. Hope you stayed around to the end to find that shit out. Mm -hmm. And remember, guys, it's the same moment. Always choose responsibly. We're almost to that club. I'm, I think Rat Suck is nigh. <laughs> you got to put that sign down, bud. We can't have you waving that sign in public. <laughs> Rat Suck is nigh! Man, this is the worst homeless dude. <laughs>